We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus, at The Lamb Show is where you can find me, my guy, joining me on the other end via the Zoom, via 2020 technology, via Packer Nation coming off a Thursday win. What up, Taryn? What up, what up? How's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, I, uh, I'm pretty crusty right now because I went to the gym, was running late, and I got a pretty tight schedule today. I got to record with you. Then from there, I got an interview I got to do, and then I got to do another pod, and then I got to shoot a video. You know, now we got a studio. We got to pay the bills, so we got to hustle a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Uh, Dude, I appreciate you joining me, as always. Um, Make sure you guys... Taryn, let's let's give them your social media handles now. Let's get that out the way. Where where can they find you? Because I feel like at the end, we always do it at the end. Let's let's get some people following you from the beginning. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, on Twitter at Taryn Caravella, T A R E N C A R A V E L L A. And for those that might be joining us for the first time, Taryn does some analytics and uh, game breakdown for PFF as well. That's why he's on, and also. If I have, I believe I have 58 Call of Duty wins, Taryn has accounted for 47 of them. So, so that's it. Secrets out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I mean, you got to get there somehow. Dude, how do you feel about what you saw from week nine? Before we get into what our main topic of this episode is going to be, it's I'm really excited for this episode. I got to say, because it was something that 
I had spoke to you about doing a couple of weeks from now. But then I was just like, you know what? We're at the midway point. Everyone's played at least eight games. And I just feel like this could be something fun, a little evergreen. But before we get to that, give me give me like your biggest takeaway from week nine. My biggest takeaway, I think, is that before I thought that there was a lot of teams kind of in or close to the same class as the Chiefs. And now I kind of think it's the Chiefs at the top and then climb down a couple of rungs. And then there's a lot of teams right there. This It, it got really shaken up. Like there's good teams having close games with bad teams, teams beating other teams. Uh, there's a lot of surprising things. And I'm like, yo, the Chiefs have got to be the just the runaway favorite for this thing right now. And then there's a bunch of other teams below them that are struggling to get to that second place spot. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's crazy that neither of us think highly of Pittsburgh and they're the only undefeated team. My thoughts watching yesterday was exactly what you just said. And I think the last time we recorded or maybe two recordings ago, I was telling you how like, yo, there's there's something inside of me that doesn't want to give up on New Orleans yet. And I think yesterday was the first time we saw all their weapons together. Sanders, Kamara, Murray, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, Cook, and Breeze. Still not really chucking it down the field much. But man, for as much as we like to clown Slant Boy, that boy is a problem. Yeah, yeah, he is. And uh, I saw you tweet out something yesterday that made a lot of sense. Um even though, even if it's just on those, like, slants or whatever, like we call them, it, it makes Breeze look a lot more comfortable. Like, he knows he's got that guy to go to if need be. Um, I think that's really important for them just in itself. Dude, think about how many quarterbacks in the league would be completely different if you take away their best weapon. Yep. It's really not that complex. Sometimes we make it more difficult. So, you see... You see Thomas back with Breeze, and that's why he looks the way he does. I also think that the Kansas City Chiefs have completely separated themselves. It's them, and then it's everyone else. And, dude, this is a perfect segue into our episode because it starts and ends with Mahomes. And I was, like, overstimulated at that play that they had inside the five. Like... First of all, I didn't know that you can motion your quarterback like that. I thought that would be like a false start, number one. Number two, they do some new shit every single fucking week, and it makes you wonder, like, bro, do they just not care? Like, what I mean by that is, do they not care about their opponent? Do they not? They're like, yo, we're going to try some new shit. We're going to do flea flickers, end the rounds. They've really become the norm now every team is doing that little like shovel pass forward on an end around they're doing jet sweeps new if you could run four four sub four four you could start on this team Mahomes motion it's like yo they're disrespecting professional athletes professional football players and what the Chiefs are doing with Mahomes and what our segment is going to be a lot about and it's going to start with this is Taryn, I, we, we have a list of every position in the league, and it's just the eye test. The, yo, I'm going to watch this 
game because of said player. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean they are the best player at their position because I have some guys that aren't the best players at their position. It's just like, yo, you know what? I really love watching this guy. And I think Mahomes has to be the quarterback. Uh, I don't think you can use Mahomes. Like, that's obvious. I feel like we should just, sure, Mahomes is Mahomes, but let's, like, skip over that and get to something that somebody listening might not know. Okay, I really like that you just took control of my show, which which <laughs> uh, that that really that 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 got me a little aroused because that's you know cojones, baby. Okay, so we can't use Mahomes. No Mahomes. Okay, is there any other player that we can't use that would you think is so ahead of everyone else at their position that we shouldn't use? Uh, not that I could. Th- Maybe Aaron Donald. Okay. Other okay, than that, so- I don't think so. Okay, so we have one guy on offense, one guy on defense. We we can't say Mahomes, we can't say Donald. Uh, uh, Donald, excuse me. Um, all right, I like that. I like that. Okay, so since you threw me a curveball, I need a little bit to think about this one for quarterback. Start us off. Who's the quarterback now? For quarterbacks, we're building this team. And we can only use one quarterback. Some positions you could use multiple, obviously, but start us off. Who's a quarterback that you can't take your eyes off of? Um, for me, it would be Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is so fun for me to watch. I will watch a Bills game no matter who they're playing as long as that guy's on the field. Just, you know, you're going to get some wild deep balls. You know, you're going to get some quarterback running like you don't really see um, pretty much ever. Uh, Like with, it's not just like, He's super athletic and going to get out of the pocket and scramble and then slide down. Like he's looking for contact a lot of times, trying to hurdle people. It's not always good for the team. You know, some playoffs last year when he attempted that crazy pitch backwards. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it's always going to be interesting. And that's, that's what, you know, if nothing else. Okay. That's, that surprised me. I will say that surprised me. I see exactly what you mean. And this is, I mean, perfect timing after what he did to Seattle yesterday, you know, just, I think he accounted for like close to 450 yards of total offense. Uh, Okay, I like that one. For me, I'm going with Kyler Murray. First of all, he looks completely different from every other quarterback, just like his size, right? He had over 100 yards rushing yesterday. He's on pace to have 1,000 yards rushing this year. One of, I think, only four quarterbacks have done that. There's been four seasons of quarterbacks who have done that. He's so tiny, but they can't like, I saw a meme one time and it was saying how Kyler Murray is that little angry kid that you can't catch at the playground, like the way he runs. But dude, he throws a beautiful spiral. Like that shit is fucking butthole tight. That, <laughs> that spiral. <laughs> butthole tight. Um, but dude, it's just like, it's great. And he always like, just like, just like slippery and just like, I don't know where it pops up for like 20 yards. So for me, I think it's Kyler Murray at quarterback, uh, a guy that I love watching. That makes sense. I can't, can't disagree. It's funny because when I think about the two that we just gave, they're similar-ish in the way that they can, they're very, both very athletic. Um <clears throat> And can also throw the ball, but they couldn't be more opposite. Kyler Murray is like this tiny little human joystick, and Josh Allen's like this six five freak. So it's funny, but it's as for as different as they are, it's kind of similar. And I, I don't disagree. Kyler's another one that would have been up there for me. 
running back. I'm going to lead this one off running back. And this is going to be super controversial if you know me and know how I feel about this guy. Because I'm not the biggest Derrick Henry fan. But I think he might be my favorite running back to watch. Because, again, like, polar opposites, right? Kyler Murray is 5'10". Shout out to 5'10", gang. And he looks completely different from all other quarterbacks. Like, prototypical quarterback, 6'3", 220, laser rocket arm and shit. The old Peyton Manning commercial. And then you got Kyler Murray. He's 5'10". Now, all the running backs are usually... Five nine to six foot ish, and then you got Henry, who is just six three, two forty, whatever he is, and just like body bagging people left and right. So for me, I would say it's Derrick Henry at running back. Now we're giving two running backs, so I will let me let me specify that. I want to do a better job of saying how many players we're given at each position. So two running backs. Give me your give me your first one. So my first running back, you actually already took. Mine was also Derrick Henry. <clears throat> so I'll, I'm with you on that one. Um, I can go right into my second, and I did put a backup one also just in case. But so my second one would be Alvin Kamara. Um, Which is my second one. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's the way he, he moves is just looks different to me all the time. And they don't always put him in the best position. It's like, yo, I'm throwing this to you behind the line of scrimmage, and they got to know what's coming because we do it 10 times a week, but just make something happen, and he always makes something happen. And it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, dude. First of all, I want to preface by saying that we haven't shared our answers at all. So I don't know what Taryn got. I don't, you don't know what I have. But I do think that some players are going to overlap, and those are my two running backs as well. I think another guy that I'll just throw in there so to give people another option that I really, really like is uh christian mccaffrey i think christian mccaffrey is a guy who you know he came back and now there's some rumblings that he might have hurt his shoulder and uh he might miss some time which completely destroys the momentum of a three-peat greatest fantasy football player of all time taryn i might have to hold this l uh karma is gonna bite me in the butthole so hopefully it's not too bad. Maybe it's like a week-to-week thing. I am praying to the football guys, let me tell you. But, dude, the way they utilize him in Carolina and what he could do. And, you know, look, let's be honest, bro. Let's be honest. He's a white dude playing running back. <laughs> that's that's He's kind of an outlier, and he's a baller, man. So, you know, he's he's broken the reception record back-to-back years in which he's set at running back position. And what he means to that offense is just superb. So... That's an honorable mention for me. Okay, let's go to wide receiver. There's a lot to pick from. And I think I'll be surprised if we agree on all three. But I do think we'll agree on one or two. So lead us off with a wide receiver that you like. Um, Mine, uh, I'm coming home a little bit for this one, is Devontae Adams. I just think that there's a lot of really, really good wide receivers. And they win a lot of different ways. I think when you watch Devontae Adams um, play football, it's very different than almost all the other elite wide receivers. He has the route running, which there are a couple other guys that you'll see that that's like the, the reason they're winning. But also it's just off of the line. If you just ever put on a Packer game and watch Devontae Adams release off the line of scrimmage, it's like 
you can't you can't be pressed up on this man. And it's not because he's giant, you know, DK Metcalf strong or anything. It's just because something he does footwork wise, it's almost hard to comprehend, which is why I think it's so fun to watch. He didn't make my list. A part of it is because I was almost certain that you would pick him. Which I'm not saying you're a homer. I think that's accurate. Uh, he also looks like kind of slow, doesn't he? Doesn't he look slow, but his route running is what... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for me, uh, obviously on brand, Julio Jones. Um, just just the man beast. Just, just different, right? Like, you want to talk about route running. He ran a route on the corner on Denver where he knocked them out of the screen. Like, the camera guy couldn't even keep up with the... But just... You know, I think you're going to look back at Julio Jones's career, dude, and you could say that he should have been even more productive for how little they use him in the red zone, how he does have games where he'll get three targets, and you never hear him bitch and moan. Like, he's never been a guy to, like, be bashful on the sideline and calling people out and complaining about the ball. I think that's why every time Julio wants to get paid or says he wants to get paid, Atlanta reacts to it so quickly. They're like, yo, you're a model citizen. You don't cause any drama in the locker room. And yeah, we'll just do it. So it's Julio for me. I'm going to give you a different one too. I absolutely love watching Tyreek Hill. It is fascinating watching him. First of all, I don't think there's ever been a faster wide receiver in the history of football who can combine both. He's become a great route runner now, which I don't think people give him. Great might be a stretch, but I think he's become a fantastic route runner compared to what he was when he first came into the league. And he's not only a big play wide receiver. He's a guy who can also like catch slants, down and outs, deep routes, posts. Like he has a complete route tree. And trying to guard that dude is crazy. I mean, the Wasp play, which is forever going to live in football lore and Kansas City and Super Bowl lore, just they're playing 20 yards off coverage on him anyway, bro. And he just gets behind them. It's just like you got to play prevent defense on this guy at all times. So from an eye test, like, and the deuces, when he throws the deuces up on people, we're like, oh, I love. He might be. He might be number one on my list for guys I love watching. Yeah, I um I can't disagree certainly because I have both of those players as <laughs> my other three um for wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, I, I agree with you. It's like up there, up there. Um, I always remember the AFC Championship game against the Patriots two years ago. It's like everyone knows he's fast, but it actually only takes him like two steps almost to get to top speed too, which is just insanity. It doesn't make any sense. He, he did ran a comeback route and jumps up and catches the ball. First of all, super high in the air. Dude, that small should not be able to jump that high either. Let's just not forget that. And then he's able to turn around and run past the defender to score. It's like, yo, this man just hit a 180 direction and took two steps and he's running at top speed and he's just gone. It's, it's crazy. So you also took my other two. So do you have a, th- do you have a third one then? I do. I do have a third one. And it's, it's a guy that we haven't mentioned yet. And I really started moving towards this guy. I'd say like 2018 was when I really was like, yo, this guy's a beast. 
across the board. Keenan Allen. Route running. I know Devontae's a fantastic route runner, but I think he's number one in my book for how smooth. And again, a guy who I don't know his 40-yard time off the top of my head, but he ain't no 4-3 guy. And he just like knows how to get open, knows how to make contested catches, knows how to go up and get it. Super reliable. You know, there's there's I think a false narrative on Keenan Allen where he's like injury prone, but he's only had two severe injuries. Like he tore his ACL. He's come back from that with flying colors. And he had like that weird ruptured spleen injury that one time that he got sidelined. Like those are like outlier injuries. Like to me, injury prone Taryn is, you know, you constantly pull a hamstring. You constantly like pull a groin or you have back spasms. Like shit like that to me is injury prone. Like if you if you tear your ACL, that's just like unfortunate. You know what I mean? So Keenan Allen, complete route tree. You just love watching him play. Yeah, I agree. Um, he might even be a little slower than Devontae Adams too. And he mm-hmm. can still do that with just his route running. It's really, really impressive. Okay, tight end. I have George Kittle. So do I. Okay. Um, Not much we could say about Kittle. Just like another guy who's similar to Derrick Henry is doing things at tight end from a physical perspective that just like doesn't happen. Just like stiff arms people, three, four people got to take them down and then they can't even um, route running superb. Breakaway speed also kind of underrated. Like, you know, he'll catch a slant and then take it 70 yards and you're like, hold on, this guy is like not... He's not Evan Ingram fast. Like, I think Evan Ingram is probably the fastest tight end in the league. I remember he ran like sub 4, 440. But I think it's Kittle, and I don't want to waste too much time on this one. Yeah, it's it's everything you mentioned. I don't think it's any big secret here why George Kittle's fun to watch. Okay, let's let's give some love to the big uglies up front. Um, I, for someone who's watched this division closely has watched him in the division very, very closely for years. He is no longer in the NFC East. He now plays for the San Francisco 49ers. I love watching Trent Williams. Brick shithouse, just stuffing people. And look, yo, not for nothing, man. He played in a division where they've had some pretty elite pass rushers twice a year that he would play. Like the Pierre Paul, OC, Justin Tuck years, he was able to do his thing. And then, you know, you had the DeMarcus Ware and and Dexter Lawrence years also. And then you would have uh, in Philadelphia, it was like Michael Bennett, Chris Long, uh, and, and some of these guys. So I really love watching Trent Williams. And, you know, if you ever watch him pull and like go block a corner, you're like, oh, my God, this is like varsity versus sixth grader. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good one i can't can't be mad at that one um i for my so he was on my list as well but <clears throat> i kind of figured that you would have him so i actually i wrote down three so just in, in case but my second one was laramie tunstall um laramie tunstall for me is fun to watch especially because he performs very well despite I think being on now two bad offensive lines starting off in Miami, he was like the guy there. And then now in Houston, he's pretty much the guy there. Um, And especially now in Houston, when he's got 
a mobile quarterback, he's had to add a whole nother, you know, element to his game and being prepared to deal with, with a Deshaun Watson. And I think it's really fun to watch how he he's able to still perform at an elite level. I like that you picked a guy who plays on a shitty offensive line because he didn't even cross my mind. But now when you think about it, it's like, yeah, the offensive line is bad, but it's not really because of him. It's just like collectively the O-line is bad. And, you know, there are another four people that he has to account for and play with. So I do like that one. I also had Ronnie Stanley, and it sucks that he got hurt and he's out for the year now. I mean, shit, they just made him the highest paid left tackle in Baltimore. And again, uh, another guy who has to protect a rather erotic, erratic, erratic, erotic. Erotic is a wrong. <laughs> Hotel erotica for all you uh, D-Gens out there. But uh, erratic quarterback, a guy who likes to move around and likes to uh, ad-lib a lot is the better word that I, I should have used. So Ronnie Stanley as well is a guy that I like. Ronnie Stanley, yeah. Got you. Gotcha. I like that one. It is sad that I get, he got hurt. Um, another one I had is Andrew Whitworth. A grizzled vet. And yes. And he's not as like good anymore. And he's not going to run people over or much or anything like that. But he's just so solid. Um, you can tell, I think, a lot of it's in the mental. It's just like there's a – when you're watching him play – you're like, he's not going to put this guy on his back, but I'm almost certain that the person going up against him, trying to get past him to sack the quarterback is either bigger, faster, stronger, or a combination of a couple of those, but he's probably going to hold true and be able to protect. And I think it's interesting to watch. Do you have anything else at offensive tackle or do you want to go a little more inside? Uh, We can move a little more inside. Okay. I think we're going to have the same one on this one. I think you gotta. All right. Do you do you want to kind of uh, do a three count and then we give out the name? Sure. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Three, two, one. Nelson. Yep. Quentin Nelson. Okay. You went. You went fucking official with the full name, but yeah, it's it's Quentin Nelson, another guy who just fucking steamrolls dudes left and right. Notre Dame's finest. Yo, you know what's funny, dude? Uh, his cousin is a good friend of mine. Really? They they go to Indianapolis anytime the Jets play them, and uh, they stay at his house too. Really, my, my guy Joe, uh, I'm not saying Nagato, uh, one of my other friends, Joe, and uh, yeah, they're like, yo, I actually met him, bro, um, 2012. He was a, I believe, a junior in high school, and I was playing in a fantasy league with my buddy Joe. And he came because it was the summer, you know, and it was like um, it was maybe like the second week of August or third week. But it was on the weekend. And my buddy Joe was like, yo, bro, one of my dad's friends, he dropped out of the league. You're the only person I know that's like good at fantasy. <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> and uh, it is also like takes it serious because this is like a league that's been going on for like 12 years and shit. And, you know, it's very competitive, whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm down to join. So when I went there, his Quentin Nelson's uh, uncle, my buddy Joe's dad was like, this boy's going to be in the league soon. And I was just looking at him. I was like, first of all, he was a fucking tank, obviously. And uh, I remember talking to him and he was like, yeah, I'm getting offers from like Notre Dame, a 
bunch of schools and just like shit break out 16 years old i was like oh my god i feel like a child and i was older than him by like six years but yeah pretty pretty cool dude man pretty cool dude uh but yeah back to that it has to be quentin nelson yeah it's uh, there's been a lot of you know offensive linemen and guards and shit that can run people over but <laughs> it's insane the like the highlight compilations if you don't know who we're talking about just look him up on youtube i mean if you want to see him put people six feet under into the turf it's there's no better guy for that than quentin nelson another guy that i have that i like is de castro from pittsburgh okay even his time back with pittsburgh levy on bell he was a guy that stood out to me because it seemed like bell had such a unique running style where he was like you would watch him and you're like yo bro hit the hole already hit the hole already and it's like those linemen had to either hold the block a little longer, the pulling with that scheme that they do in Pittsburgh. And even now, man, just so solid, so consistent. You never hear about him like getting flagged or penalized or anything bad. It's just like, you know, very durable. I don't remember him missing a lot of games. I know that the continuity on that offensive line is like superb, but he he's a guy who's just like, uh, I remember being at that draft with my buddy Danny and he was tight that they took him. But then he's like, yo, this guy's probably going to play for Pittsburgh for 12 years. And this was the the 2013 draft because I remember we went to Radio City and he's like, yo, no one ever likes when an offensive line gets picked, but it's like so important when you don't have one. But he was just like, yo, this guy just screams Pittsburgh lifer. And look, he's not wrong about that. So that's that's my other offensive guard I like watching. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good pick. <clears throat> Mine is not as interesting because he's very, it's, very good. And it's, it's an, an offensive, offensive guard, guard too. too. Like, well, then there's yeah. then there's that. But my second one would be Zach Martin. That's a goodie. Wow, I forgot about him. Yeah, I just mean like I don't know. For for a long time he's been like, This is the best or one of the best guards in football, so it's like not as, you know, deep in the barrel, but I just think he, for similar reasons to Quentin Nelson, um, also a road grader. But it's interesting when you look at him on the Cowboys and how no matter what the situation is, he's been one of the best guards in, in football, whether it's the whole offensive line is amazing or now it's falling apart, but he's basically the only one there holding his own. It's like it doesn't matter what's going on around this guy. This guy, he knows his job and he's going to do it well. Dude, I'm upset that you said him because I completely forgot about him. But yeah, that's uh, that's good. I like that one. Um, all right, last but not least, the center, the quarterback of the offensive line. Um, I wouldn't say he's like a premier center anymore, but if you watch him and how like vocal he is and how just like animated he is, I've always liked watching Alex Mack on the Falcons. Uh, even his time back in Cleveland, and then he got he signed with them, and also a tough dude. I remember like that Super Bowl run; he had like a broken foot and just kept playing. And very, very underappreciated position, man. You always talk about the left tackle for a right-handed quarterback, and then like now with Tua, I guess the right tackle is more important since that's his blind side. But then you think about it like up the middle is how you want to pressure quarterbacks, and and left guard, center, right guard might be just as important. And Alex Mack, I think, just 
again, just stonewalls people. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I like what you said also, how <laughs> the interior is becoming a lot more important. And it makes sense when you think about a lot of the names, like who's one of the guys we, aside from Mahomes that you said we couldn't mention is Aaron Donald. And like, you want this, this pressure up the middle is becoming more and more popular, more and more popular. Everybody's looking for their version of the Aaron Donald. So that makes sense. My center, this might be because it's one of the other only ones that I've watched super closely, but you know, there's a couple guys, but I did go with Corey Lindsley, Green Bay Packers center. And I think that it's not because he wears the green and gold, but there's not many centers where I look at them and be like, yo, this guy is extremely important for this offensive line being good. Um, Usually, like you said, that's a left tackle or something that you're thinking of. But the way I see him get to the second level often on runs – and or be just perfectly solid in pass protection no matter like and he can one he can one-on-one some of these these premier interior guys the Geno Atkins Aaron Donalds and they're gonna get theirs but like if somebody has to do it that's who I want to do it so I think he's fun to to watch I'm gonna go with that's a little bit of a homer pick but it's all right I ain't gonna I ain't gonna fault you for that that's fair all right, before we get to the defensive side, let's pay the bills with some ad reads. Uh, yeah, let's just get into that. I was going to say something mean to you, Taryn, but I fuck with you, so I don't want to do that. Okay, first sponsor comes from Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep on moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses right now indeed is offering our listeners a free 75 dollars credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it fast try indeed with a free 75 dollars credit at indeed.com slash blue wire this is their best offer available anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through december 31st and taryn i know like you're like super impressed right now I just, I just really don't like, I don't want to edit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to edit, bro. Uh, and before we go into the defensive side, we got another sponsor, Bet Online. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Head to Bet Online today and take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Ah, oh, fuck! I butchered that one. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. 
bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Look, I was getting ahead of myself too much, man. I needed, I needed, you got to stay humble, you know, not too high, not too low. Under promise, over deliver. You know what I'm saying? Live by that. Learn it, like it, love it. Taryn, defensive ends. Holla at me. Where are we starting off with? Mm, in in the land. My favorite uh, edge defender to watch is Miles Garrett. And not because there's a chance he's going to take his helmet off and swing it at a quarterback. That has nothing to do with it. But just his play down to down. I For some reason, just the eye, like, it kind of goes back to what you mentioned when we started this whole segment. Just the eye test. Something about Miles Garrett, even though the numbers haven't always backed it up, every time I watch him, I'm like, this is the best edge defender of football. Like, it doesn't matter. He just looks bigger and stronger and faster than every tackle he goes against for me. And I'm not sure what it is, but that's why he's on the list. Okay. I didn't have him. Um, I agree with you, though. He is, like, might be the premier pass rusher in football. I this is a little bit of a homer pick, and it's gonna surprise you what I mean by homer. It's definitely not a player on the Giants, that's for damn sure. But I've been singing the praises of TJ Watt for a very, very long time. And not only pass rusher, but just across the board, good football player, man. Like great football player, candidate for defensive player of the year. I think he's in that discussion completely dominant in coverage hand on the ground uh two-point stance like whatever you want this dude is a beast and and taryn i'm gonna pat myself on the back you know no one likes giving themselves credit more than me when i deserve it i've been saying that he's the better wad brother for about two and a half years now and i think now it's like not even a discussion yeah it's clear cut now he's he's the better do you know that i played against him in high school no way did you really yeah. Dude, tell me. I didn't really I didn't get on the field because it was when I was like a sophomore and I wasn't good enough to to get any playing time. But yeah, he played in Pewaukee High School, which is in my high school's conference or division. Yeah, the Woodland Conference. So we played against that school every year. And that's where that's where the loss went. So him, um I don't know, I don't remember how old Derek Watt was, but yeah. So we played against him, and then also when I was a senior playing and we played against Pewaukee, he came back again after he had already graduated and talked to our our team and stuff. So I've seen him a couple times, and it's crazy how different it is. He was, like, very, very good, but all natural talent. Like, he was was scrawny, kind of, for T.J. Watt standards when he played – and then, you know, when he comes back, looks even a little bit bigger. And then now he's just like, you know, a brick shithouse, as you've been liking to say. But, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm surprised I haven't mentioned that before on here. I didn't even think about it. Bro, f- fuck on here. I've known you for like two years now. We play Xbox every other night. And you've never, like, that's, that's fucking dope, bro. You know, I, um just to get a little off the rails here, just a tad bit, my senior year, my high school uh, made the basketball playoffs in the PSAL. If we would have won our first round. Now, I I messed up my Achilles in my left ankle playing football my senior year first game. And then I would literally have to get my ankle taped, bro, just to make it through school. That's how much pain I was in. But I was like, yo, look, man, I'm probably at the time I didn't know if I was going to play college ball anywhere. And I was like, yo, I... 
I don't want to go out like this. You know, we're coming off of like a really a historic year at my high school and I didn't want to go out like that. So I ended up trying out for the basketball team. I was going to be the point guard because I was like, I was a good passer. Just like, I guess it was like the quarterback in me. Like my vision was good. I had a, I had a pretty good jump shot, like inside the paint kind of. And uh, I was a lockdown defender because I was mad annoying. Like I knew all the like grabbing shorts, like tickling your ass, like doing some crazy shit to gain an edge, bro. I used to step on your shoe to get the rebound. Like I was, I was a dick. I can't front. In soccer, bro, I led the entire city as a freshman in yellow and red cards my freshman year. So like I was an asshole. I was clean, but I was a little bit of an asshole. So my senior year, I ended up not playing football because I made a bet with one of my buddies. My buddy Mustafa who has been on the show. I was like, yo, you come out for the football team. I'll try out for the baseball team. The baseball team at the time in my high school was like a city powerhouse. Like they were legit, legit. So I was like, fuck it, yo, I might have a chance to win a championship in high school if I play baseball. Anyway, I know I'm running off and, and sharing this story, but I end up not playing basketball and Lincoln High School is like an iconic basketball program in New York City. Stephon Marbury, Sebastian Telfair, um, um, Lance Stevenson at the time was also at Lincoln. So my buddy John, who uh, I'm pretty sure he's been on the podcast a few times too. We had a we had a high school basketball coach who was a Greek dude, and he goes, "Hey Yanni," because Yanni in Greek is John. He goes. If uh, we win on Wednesday, next week we play Lincoln, you're guarding Stevie. He was calling him Stevenson. And John is like, oh, my God, bro. I'm going to have to guard a fucking NBA prospect. I'm going to get torched. So it's just funny. And we ended up getting to see Lance Stevenson play. Like, he was a baller, dude, in high school. Like, And I'm sure you saw this with TJ Watt, bro. Like, there's just levels to this. And guys just stick out for as good as you think you might be. Like, when you're talking about a guy who has pro upside, there's just levels dude that's so cool man i didn't know that I'm, I'm glad we both got to share uh the fact that we're both washed up athletes but we played against <laughs> pro <laughs> athletes. yeah yeah not to get also too sidetracked but just because i know you've got a massive boner for him i never played basketball in high school but you know tyler hero was in my high school's conference as well right did i tell you i've told you that one no, you didn't tell me that either. At Whitnall High School, yeah. So going back and watching games, I've seen I've seen him play too and kick the shit out of us. So listen, man, I don't I don't know I don't know if I want to say what kind of boner I have for Tyler Hero, but <laughs> a great girl goes without saying. All right, let's get back to this because this really went off the rails. Uh, my last one defensive end is Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. another guy who. Um, just like lifting offensive linemen off the ground, uh, just like bulldozing people, ragdoll again. Just like I love seeing a professional offensive lineman against a professional defensive lineman, one way or another, just ragdolling the biggest guys on the field. It's exactly what Khalil Mack does. Like just like lifts them off the ground and could. It seems like he could pick them up and be like, "All right, you're not going to be here." Just puts them to the side. Yep, I agree. Khalil Mack was my second one as well. Um, he, now especially seeing him twice a year, is not fun. But he's got this this one move where um, he just can throw an offensive lineman with one arm. 
And every time I see it, I'm like, yo, that looks like Reggie White. And I've never seen an, a player do that as, as easily as he can since Reggie White. So I, I agree with that one. It's something special. We can't say defensive tackle Aaron Donald. So for this one, let's give one each. Okay. Uh, you go first then if we're giving one. Okay. I really like watching uh, Jarrett on the Falcons. That guy from his time coming out, I believe he was a fifth round pick and he's from Clemson and they've just like produced a lot of first and second round picks at the defensive line. Now, have they panned out? That's a different conversation. But at the time that they were coming out, it's like I remember two years ago, Dexter Lawrence was one of them, Wilkins on on Miami and then there was another guy that I think went to like Tennessee or some shit it's like all four of the defensive linemen were first round picks and if not all four the year after that guy was a first round pick too so uh Jarrett was uh went undrafted not undrafted he was a day three pick and then got paid by Atlanta in that Super Bowl against the Patriots I know we like to point point the finger and make fun of the Falcons for how they fell apart but that dude had a serious chance at MVP in that game had like three sacks four tackles for a loss, uh, eight tackles, eight, nine tackles. Like he was just blowing shit up. So I really like watching him outside of Aaron Donald, that defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, mine was actually somebody you mentioned in that little spiel about Clemson is Dexter Lawrence. Stop. I pr- promise. You're just trying to hype me up. Cause he's on the giants. I am not. <laughs> I am not. It's actually because, he looks just like Kenny Clark, who I see a lot, and I like watching him for the same reason. But Dexter Lawrence is like should not be able to, at his size, push like be a, a presence in the from the interior as much as he is. Like he's very good at like you're not gonna move this big dude. Like I'm gonna sit here and plug up this hole. But in p- obvious passing situations, if he's on the field. The dude can get up field for a big boy, and I just love it. I think it's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, he, I swear to God, your boy, he's on, he's on my list. All right. I feel better about that draft pick. Um, I also think that – how do you feel about Chris Jones? Because I could have swore you might have – you would have said him on Kansas City. He was on my list. Um, but because I feel like he's Aaron Donald light. Okay. That's – like if I – if I had to tell you who the best interior defensive lineman was, that's probably who I'd give him or Grady Jarrett. And they're more similar. So that's why I had two, but we're only giving one now. So I, I just gave it Dexter Lawrence instead, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big Chris Jones guy as well. All right. Linebacker. Um, is Bobby Wagner on your list? Um, no. Okay, so for me, it's him. I was going to say, because I, I, I personally think he's the best linebacker in football. I would agree. And I feel like he might have been the other guy that you could put in that Aaron Donald, Pat Mahomes range, where I think it's kind of unanimous that he's the guy. Um, so I do really like watching him. I believe up until this year, he like missed no tackles in his career. It was something outrageous. Or he's missed like four tackles in his six, seven-year career. The anchor of the defense. The defense is bad, but it has nothing to do with him. He's not the reason that the defense is bad. 
leader of the defense. I think I might have said that. The the underrated piece of the Legion of Boom, you know, because you had Sherman, you had Browner, you had Ch- uh, Chancellor, you had Earl Thomas, and then you had some defensive ends. But then it's like, yo, you know who really the baller is on that team? It's fucking this guy, Bobby Wagner. So I think Bobby Wagner for me. And then staying in that division too, I love watching Werner on the Niners. That guy is just sideline to sideline, all three downs, both of these linebackers, and even my third linebacker, which I'll get to in a little bit. Just like they're they're 2020 linebackers. Run, pass, can cover. And that's just like, you know, you get matched up on like uh, Alvin Kamara and you could defend him. That's like crazy impressive, bro. Yeah, I agree. I didn't put Bobby Wagner just because I figured you were going to put him. Um and, you know, for some of that same reason. And I also had Fred Warner on my list. Uh, crazy, crazy talent. 2020 linebacker is the perfect way to put it. You've got to be that athletic, you know, guy be able to hit sideline to sideline. And I also, so my next one is Miles Jack. And that's for the, the same reason. Be just the speed at the linebacker position is like, if you want to give me a boner, there you go. Like I, I love it, and and he might be one of the, if not the fastest, uh, guy at that position, and it's just so fun to watch how he can be everywhere. And he was a running back in college, uh, for at least part of his college career, and that's you know probably part of it. So he's number two for me. Interesting. I didn't know about that him being a running back. It makes sense now when you look at how how athletic he is. The other guy I have, man, is Leonard. From the Colts. Um, from the moment he stepped on the field with the Colts, has just been an absolute defensive game changer for them. Like their defense now is a legitimate top 10 to 12 defense. And I think they've been that since he came into the league. Uh, very durable. Um, ball Hawk always seems to be around the ball. Uh, that year he won defensive rookie of the year it was between him and derwin james um talk about a guy that i miss watching man he would have made our list if if you know he was healthy but my three linebackers are warner wagner and darius leonard gotcha i thought about darius leonard because i i uh i love watching him as well but i went with eric kendricks actually Ooh, that's a goodie. <laughs> that's a good one, bro. Yes, I like that one. From the Minnesota Vikings, um, you know, a lot of similar stuff to what we've already mentioned, but I, I just I can't get over watching that guy in pass coverage, whether it's actually being manned up on a running back or, or a tight end, but more so in his zones. He always is in the right spot. He knows how to pass people off to other zones when they leave his zone. He knows where to sit and just has a nose for the football. I hate when we got to see him twice a year and having to like try to throw the ball in the middle of the field when he's floating around up there. It's, it's scary, but it's, it's fun to watch. So, Okay, let's move on over to cornerback. I will say I cheated a little bit on this one because you can make the case that this guy is more of a safety, but – because we're picking three corners and two safeties, I decided to change his position a little bit. Um, and I'll start with him. Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about ball hawk. I think he might be the best one in football. 
as far as just always seems to be at the right place at the right time making game altering season altering plays i mean dude you were asking yourself how do you give up a first round pick for him in a season in which your team was kind of falling apart with no Ben Roethlisberger, and then you had Hodges, and then you had Mason Rudolph at quarterback, and then he comes in there, and between him, Watt, Devin Bush, Dupree, Joe Hayden getting a career resurgence after being on Cleveland all those years, then going to Pittsburgh, and then you ask yourself this, dude, I'm always in the camp Taron of, I would much rather give up a draft pick for an established star in a bad situation because let's face it bro it's cool to have a top five pick but for every jamal adams there's a vernon goldston right there's an eric flowers for every jalen ramsey so i'd much rather be like yo minka fitzpatrick is what 23 years old when they made the trade so like how good of a player can you get with the Steeler draft pick, if you're Pittsburgh, that could equate Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm all for it. You know, like a couple of years ago when when like the Warriors were in their heyday, like the 2016 season, I remember saying like, yo, if the Knicks get a top five pick, trade that shit for Klay Thompson. And everyone's like, nah, bro, you got to build from... I'm like, fuck that, dude. Klay Thompson is 26 years old. This is the best shooter in the league besides the other guy who's on his team. So like, why not give up those pieces for established guys? You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. And, and, and he's the player that I was telling you I kind of switched his position because you can make a case that he's a safety, but, you know, he does come down in nickel packages, dime packages, and he plays in the slot. And, you know, coming out of college, he was kind of a corner, and then they transitioned him into being a safety. But I'm going to go with corner on this one because uh, I really like the two safeties that I got. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't uh, can't fault you for that one. Especially- can, can I just... Can I just ask you this real quick? Is he on your list for safety? He is not. Okay. All right. So continue. Give me a corner. I was just curious. So my corner is doesn't really get talked about much anymore as much as he did a few years ago. And I believe you just mentioned his name when talking about draft picks. But I still love watching Jalen Ramsey. If I, I don't care how much people – or how little people talk about him anymore. If I have a number one wide receiver and they're like, yo, you get a cornerback uh, to try to be man up on him all game and try to eliminate him. I, I still want Jalen Ramsey um, size, speed, shit talking. He's a dog, which I think if there's a position in football where that's necessary, for some reason, I think defensive back, whether it's corner or safety, um, I, I really want you to have that mentality as long as it doesn't get you in trouble, you know, to a point respectful, but I, I like the shit talk and, and all that. So Jalen Ramsey's my number one uh, for corner right now. He's on my list too. And I agree with you. It's, it's a very unique position, man. You are backpedaling against arguably the fastest guy on the field and you're by yourself when you're that good. Yep. And, it's tough, man. It's really tough. You know, it's it, it it's a very, very unique position. I think the cornerback position has become the most important position on defense. If I was building a team... What, no good? No, it's good. 
Never you agree with that. anyone that ever would work at PFF just got a boner for you saying that. Just saying, so you know. I mean, think about it, dude. Think about it. The landscape of the league has completely changed now with how many good wide receivers. Like, yo, you can make a case every single team in the league, with the exception of the Jets, and I hate to pick on them, but let's face it. Besides the Jets, every single team has a le- legitimate number one wide receiver on the outside. And maybe you could say the Bengals because A.J. Green is no longer the A.J. Green he once was. T. Higgins, he's still like six games he started, so I'm not ready to crown him. But besides that, bro, like any every Sunday you go out there, it's like, yo, I get off the bus, I'm playing the Lions. Fuck, I got to go up against Galladay. I'm playing Robert Woods. I'm playing D.K. Metcalf, Devontae. You know, like the list goes on and on. So having a premier corner, bro, to me, I think it's surpassed the best edge rusher. Because also, if you think about it, like, if you don't throw in the direction of a corner, you eliminate half the field. And I think that's more impactful than like, yo, if you just run three-step drops, like how many how many pass rushes has New England neutralized over the years because of three-step drops from Brady? And I cannot... Stop laughing at your smile this whole time. Like, what's with this smile, you creep? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's nice to hear somebody come up because I've been on that bandwagon for years now at this point. But it's not the the typical football fan, old school football fan. It's it's all trenches, all trenches, and that's like for me. Even the eye test shows these days that the coverage is more important. Um, not that pass rush isn't important, so I don't know. To hear you say that, it's just, it just makes me happy because I'm like, finally, you know, someone else understands. Well, I, I also think just in, in general, not just football, but I think you have to be open to the idea of changing a take, changing a side, changing your opinion. Like, why is it, you know, what? one of my least favorite things to hear on Twitter, bro, and to see is, is this you? Like, have you seen those, like, yeah, bro, my opinion five years ago has completely changed. Who I was last year has completely changed. Like, why can't I not change my stance on something once information has come in, once I get more of a sample size on something if we're using sports? Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Admitting that you're wrong, I think one thing that people have really catered to this show is, like, I'm the first person to make fun of myself when I have a bad take because you're in a you're in a profession whether it's sports, and I think it really helped me with sports betting, bro, where you're trying to be perfect in an imperfect craft. Like, you can't you can't go 100% on your picks. You, you can't. It's, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Professional bettors strive for 55%. 55 in New York City is failing. Like, you don't, you don't get to advance in the next year in like high school right but like professional bettors can quit their day jobs and just gamble if they were guaranteed that i'll hit 55 percent of my bets every year think about that like that's that's crazy right so like just across the board and to bring it back to football yeah three four years ago i'd be like nah i'd still take a defensive end but like the game has changed it's all passing now quarterbacks are throwing 40 50 times a game and and having a lockdown corner, especially when you have three, four, how many teams run three wide receiver sets? All of them? Like 65% of the time? 
so yeah i think that that's that's the appropriate take like i would i would much who's in your opinion who's the best corner in the league um probably jalen ramsey okay so would you take uh miles garrett or jalen ramsey if you were starting a team right now jalen ramsey and i wouldn't even have to think about it that hard yeah i think i think i would agree with you i'm more i'm more of the cornerback than i am the pass rusher so all right, man. Uh, I also have Jalen Ramsey as well. And I also gave uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Another guy, I don't think you have this guy. But I really like watching Marcus Peters. Ooh, okay. And here's why. He's a nut, he's a nut job. Yeah. Like, not only does he, um, like, from an eye test, he'll get a pick six for 70 yards. And then on the ensuing drive, he'll give up a 60-yard bomb. Because he's met, he reminds me a lot of Janoris Jenkins when he came over from the Rams to the Giants he was a guy who yo high risk high reward that's how I ball and I love that in a corner like I love that attitude I like that swagger we're like yeah bro I'm I'm trying to score touchdowns I'm trying to get interceptions and completely flip the game around you know you're talking about a 14 point swing if a team is inside the red zone they throw a pick and then they're housing it the other way and like they're so aggressive that they get burned and when they get burned bad like you go back to that Monday night football game against the Chiefs like he's like looking at Mahomes the whole time and he's ready to like jump on the under route and then he just gets burned over the top by Michael Hardman but I love that in corners that are aggressive. They'll get in your grill. You burn them. They'll be like, yo, suck my balls. You still ain't shit. You know, like I love that in a corner. So watching Marcus Peters might be my favorite corner to watch from, from that. I'm not saying he's the best. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't who are the best players, even though we've mentioned some all pros. Yeah. But Marcus Peters is such an asshole and I love every moment of it. Yeah. I'm actually really pissed that I didn't have him. Because that's that's perfect. And right when you said it, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, that's for a corner. That's this must-see TV sometimes. So that's that's a really good one. That's a really good one. And think, think about this wrinkle, too. Like, you don't know if he's just going to start swinging at a wide receiver, too. Yeah. Like, there was the video where he ran into the, to, to the stands last year with the Rams. He's like, yo, where are you from, bro? Yep. Like, what's up? Where are you from? Uh, see me in the parking lot. Like, yo, I love that shit. That shit gets me hyped. <laughs> Uh, who's your last corner that you got? Um, I had uh, Jason Verrett on the 49ers. First of all, let me cut you off. I've always been a Jason Verrett truther, supporter, backer, been a fan of his for years. And I remember last year when they first got him, I said he might have been the sofa, steal a free agency. And he didn't get to play much, but you're looking at it now, man. He's, he's a baller, dude. Just injuries killed that guy. Exactly. Same. I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. Always been pounding the table for him um, as a very, very good corner. And he's just always hurt. And this is the first time in a while that I can think of where he's played, you know, significant amount of the season and on a team that, that needs his help. So I just, it's a little bit different than all the other players we've gone through so far, because it's not exactly something on the field, but now watching him play, and play well is like so overdue it's like this should have been happening for years already if he could stay down the field so that's why it's i like to watch i like that one too i like that one too very a very underrated one i don't i don't think he'll make anyone's list outside of yours and i don't think i'm not saying that to like slight you i just mean i don't think it crossed people's mind okay last two 
um, Taron, I'm not kidding when I say this. He might be my favorite defensive player to watch across the entire league, this next guy. And I think, I think if you factor in how much of an, like, he changed the way you look at safeties. If you go back to the time when he came into the league, from when he came into the league to now, and when he came into the league prior to, you didn't have safeties that were man coverage, great tacklers, great in pass coverage, great just no positionless players. Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger. Think about it, bro. Now, now teams are trying to find that guy that you're just like, yo, go play in the slot, go line up on the outside, guard the tight end, guard the running back out the backfield, guard Michael Thomas, uh, guard, I was going to say Tyreek, but they're on the same field, guard Will Fuller over the top. And that guy, think about it, bro. Every place he's been, the defense completely jumps up 12 spots in the rankings. He's he's my favorite defensive player to watch in the entire NFL, Tyron Matthew. I like it. Yeah. And he's got the he's got that attitude that I we both kind of talked about a little bit um that we like to see in in defensive backs. So, I agree. So, real quick, I'm going to just th- give my first one fast because I kind of cheated. Um because I'm a moron. And when we first talked about doing this, I just wrote down the easy ones and he was actually the first name that I wrote down for this position. Uh, it's Derwin James. Obviously he's been hurt all year, so it doesn't really count, but he's also probably my favorite player to watch in football um, for pretty much the exact same reason that you just gave with honey badger. So being hurt, we don't got to spend too much time on that. My other one though, is actually Jesse Bates on the Bengals. Yes. Wow. Yes. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, for me, he's one of the best safeties in, in football. And that's a position that I think is really interesting to watch when the defense is bad and the safety is good because they got to clean up a lot. Yeah, exactly. Their, their job is a lot more stressful. They're all over. They have to be all over the field, which is kind of the nature of a true free safety in general. But maybe they're like, you know, say there's an elite corner, as we were talking about before. It's like, he's probably good over there. Let me, you know, Jesse Bates is like, yo, all these people in front of me are kind of garbage. <laughs> so I, I might have to be anywhere on this field right now. And I think it's really interesting. And he still does well, despite not really having any help. Listen, I like the last two positions. You gave us some guys off the board, man. You know, Jason Verrett giving us uh, Bates as well from Cincinnati. The other guy that I like is um, in a little bit of the same concept to Bates, especially his time with the Jets. It's Jamal Adams. And again, another LSU corner that I'm mentioning, you know, like LSU, that's a that's DB University. I mean, shit, you have one on your team, Jair Alexander. And they just always, you know, it's like, it's like uh, DBs from LSU, um, wide receivers from LSU, running backs from Georgia, just like are always just like that pedigree. It's just offensive linemen from like the Big Ten, just like big fucking behemoths. So yeah, I like I like Jamal Adams, man. Look, we haven't gotten to see a lot of him this year, but he's he he's a game wrecker as well. Like. You saw you saw his impact against the Patriots on that Sunday Night Football game. 
Like that's the kind of game where you're like, yo, this is why this dude commanded that kind of a overhaul from the Jets. I mean, from Seattle to come. What Seattle gave the Jets, excuse me, in order for Jamal Adams is right. So it's Jamal Adams. Yeah, um, very fun to watch. For the second straight team, he's been the best pass rusher on that team <laughs> from the safety position, which is just really funny to think about. Um, I I think I'm going – hold on. Jair Alexander didn't go to, didn't go to LSU, did he? Unless I feel – I'm going to feel really stupid because that's my guy. But I'm pretty sure he played with Lamar Jackson in Louisville. So I think you're thinking of somebody else. But I'm gonna check just because not like not because I'm trying to call you out, but because I'm gonna no, feel No like- no no. I wanna I wanna I wanna give out the right factual evidence. Uh, why am I thinking that he went to LSU? Uh Louisville, yeah, in twenty eighteen. Oh shit. It's well I know why. It's because there's a lot of them like there's like you know it's just like you said dbu which is not wrong but i'm trying to think of who you might be thinking of is there someone on the on the give me that draft class do you have that draft class in front of you in 2018 the 2018 draft class yeah can you give me give me another i'm pretty sure there was a corner from lsu that went in that draft class and that's why that's why i'm thinking of him well can you think you mentioned Honey Badger, right? Yeah, I mentioned Honey Badger. Badger. Um, I'm looking. Oh, you know who Patrick I'm thinking Peterson. of? No, you know who I'm thinking of, bro? Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. That, okay. That's who I'm thinking about. Because they're roughly the same age. Yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, the, it was the draft class after. Greedy Williams was the 2019, okay. 2019 class. All right. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we we situated that and, and figured that out. Uh, all right, man. Listen, this was fun. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, guys. Let us know what players do you like just watching. You know, I got. Let me read some of the Twitter responses on this one. Um, Christopher Velasquez, shout out to our guy, our uh, patron. He says Josh Allen, just like you, Taryn. Uh, Matt Burke. He said Dalvin Cook. Um, Shouts to my girl, Beth. She said Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. I mean, come on. Uh, Chino, the Jobert, says Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley. Fair. Um, Mike Samich says, hate to say it because he's a division rival, but Justin Herbert. Jordan Richards said Drew Locke, Joe Burrow. Okay, another Herbert mentioning. Another Herbert mentioning. My guy Trent said Tyreek Hill, and I don't think it's close. Yo, okay, so let me ask you this. You could pick one guy on offense, one guy on defense. For me, for me, it's Tyreek Hill and Honey Badger. Both play on the same team, which is crazy. Wow, that is crazy. I'm assuming, so I'll, I'll throw out my Derwin James because that doesn't count. Honestly, I think I'm going to go with Josh Allen on offense. Defense would probably be probably Jalen Ramsey. Okay. I like it, man. I like it. This was fun. This was fun because this is this is different, you know? Like I know we've mentioned we've mentioned a lot of big name players, but I think we've given we've given some 
off the board, off the radar kind of guys too. So now maybe people have people will be watching a little bit differently and be like, oh shit, like Taryn mentioned Bates when they're watching a Bengals game and you're like, oh shit, he just got a pick. Oh, okay, now it makes sense because he's a baller, you know. Um, all right, man. Look, this was fun. I appreciate you coming on. Once again, give people the uh, uh, social media handles where they can find you. Yeah, it's just at Taryn Caravella. Um, I spelled in the beginning of the show, so I'll say is uh, go to the VM Patreon. That's that's what I want. Worth it. Worth it. Listen, yeah, yeah. Um, come on over. We'll, we'll welcome you with uh, <laughs> open arms. That's for sure. Uh, shout out to all the members of the Patreon, but in particular, we got Derek Pleates, Christopher Velasquez, Nick Chavez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Daniel Gibson, and Flying Ryan Pisner. For as little as $1 a month, you can join the Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you can get all the extra content. The $1 a month is, you know, some of my buddies, Taryn, like I had Impy on last week. And I was kind of trolling him. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking dollar, bro. He can't. He's like, yo, I got you. And he signed up. Um, there's a thing until December 31st. You can join the Patreon for the whole year. And you get two free months off. Later tonight, at the time that we're recording, it's Monday afternoon. There's going to be a video of explaining the whole studio. It's going to be on Patreon. Um, weekly updates, access to the Discord. Uh, weekly contests, giveaways. I'm also announcing the winner of the crew neck hat and shirt this week as well. You know, I had to back up a lot of things, Taryn, because of the move and whatnot. But now that everything is really situated, uh, you'll be getting some extra episodes early because I have a lot of people coming in. So if you're a member of the Patreon. So and again, man, it's 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 going to a good place. You know, this is funding the, the studio that I'm looking around in and I'm really, really proud of. And um uh, I know, I know times are hard out there for people like losing their jobs and shit on a serious note, but that's why I also gave the luxury of, you know, one kid reached out to me, this kid Dennis, and was like, hey man, I, I want to give more, but I'm only giving a dollar. I was like, dude, like, believe me, it goes a long way. In the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, it, it goes, it goes a long way. So patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Shout out to Taryn. Shout out to everyone listening. Shout out to Blue Wire. Um, shout out to uh, Tyler Hero and his plus one, and we will catch you all next time. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.